Hey, what is up, everybody? And welcome to the Get Your Bell Rung football podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds. I am Bobby Wall, and we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. We're coming at you early this week on a Tuesday evening, uh, which is my preference to get this thing uh, taken care of. We're a little bit closer to the, the week that was. Uh, which we'll break down, and we'll also look forward into the coming week's playoff matchups, plus, very exciting, uh, our fantasy awards. So, uh, Kevin, before we get started here, how you doing? Oh, living the dream, buddy. Uh, yeah, just doing my thing, chilling, getting ready for uh, warmer weather here. Uh, Friday, great meeting is... a little lady. What's that? Oh, yeah, no, go ahead. I was going to say Friday, the little lady and I are heading down to Alexandria, Virginia for the uh, Harry Potter uh, uh, wizarding thing. They do. It's this thing in the woods, and you go and experience this whole Harry Potter thing for like an hour and a half, two hours. It's supposedly amazing, so we're looking forward to that. Sounds like you know a lot about it. I don't know a lot, but I know people said it's awesome, and I know it ends here in a couple weeks. So Leading your daughter uh, in her, the uh, mom got woods. Us tickets for this for uh, christmas nice um i'll tell you what dude stress-free football uh, is is a it. wonderful thing just sit down drink beers not really care what happens still get irritated but not really truly care what happens um it's so nice uh it really is and um now this, i'll have a little stress this coming week since my eagles obviously will no longer be on a bye but this past week was pretty great. And you had mentioned um, to me, I don't know, two days ago that uh, you were planning on maybe doing like a one week fantasy league for the upcoming week's games. And of course I'm in to do it. But uh, when you decided that that might just add a little too much to your plate, I was not upset that yeah. I would not have to stress about fantasy this coming week. Yeah, I just didn't feel like actually going through all the nuts and bolts of setting up another league. Or, I mean, we could always just do a quick Zoom draft. But you know what? I just don't care enough. I'm perfectly happy with how the season ended. And I'm just – I'm i with you. I just want to watch some football, drink some beers, and enjoy it instead of screaming at my TV or just turning the game off because of how angry I am. Hey, I feel you, dude. Uh, we, were, we were lucky with all of these games except for last night's uh, Cowboys-Bucks game. They were all – Pretty close at various points throughout the game. Uh, the first one, the Seahawks uh, lost to the 49ers, 41-23. That, um, that game was close for most of it. Geno had uh, had his Seahawks right there for it. But, um, man, when you have the weapons that San Francisco has coupled with that defense, man, that, that's going to be a tough team uh, to take down, no matter who you are, NFC, AFC, if they make it to the Super Bowl. This is a squad, dude. They are. And, and like Debo, for example, did exactly what we yes. were talking last week. The reason I played him in week 18 and the week once it's done, because you never know. I, I didn't for, well, actually him and Austin Eckler, the two guys in the league that I think are going to score on every play. But even there, I didn't really expect him to score on that play. He he stops for a second, jukes one dude, and then just gone, like shot out of a cannon down the sideline. The, the guy's just unstoppable. Yeah, it was basically all running backs for them because McCaffrey went over 100 yards on the yep. ground plus a receiving score. Uh, Elijah Mitchell got a receiving score. And Debo, six for 133 and a touchdown. You can argue he's half a running back anyway. So 
Now the the receiving game didn't do a whole lot, but um, and this Brock Purdy man, three thirty two and three. Trey Lance is going to have to get the start next year, I'm sure. But I mean, the 49ers have to. How think can about you be? Brock Purdy, how can you they? be? Because there's even still talk about them bringing Brady into San Francisco. I read it on two different sites today. That doesn't if, exactly show me they have great trust in Lance. One skill set, two that he's going to come back right from this injury. And if Purdy goes on to make the Super Bowl, let alone win it, even make it, how do you how do you bench the guy? Especially then if Lance goes out and starts zero and two this year, like we said this year when he got hurt, how many of the Niners secretly in the locker room were not exactly upset? Yeah, they weren't going to say it. They never rooted for their own teammate to get hurt, but weren't exactly. Uh, heartbroken either. Um, if Brady wants to come to your team, Brady's coming to your team. And I guess no, no one is saying no to Tom Brady. No, see that's that's foolishness. Come on, if he, okay, if you're he telling does, me the Eagles are going to say Jalen, you're not playing anymore. You're telling me that the Chiefs are going to say sorry, Mahomes, we want Brady. The Chargers the are going to kick Herbert out of town. Is that what you're telling me? There's not an owner in the league that would turn down Tom Brady and the money that he would bring into uh, that state. Uh, see, this is shenanigans. What did you drink? Two fists of freaking bourbon today? Okay. Okay. Patrick Mahomes isn't getting bets for Tom Brady. Neither is Josh Allen. I get it. Anyone that doesn't have a franchise QB is taking Tom well, Brady. Well, that's better. That's a whole different phrase. <laughs> I mean, that's that's like two completely different statements there. Oh, it is not. You, nobody thinks that when I say anyone will take Tom Brady that I mean Patrick Mahomes. Are, are nobody you sure they that. don't? You sure they don't? Whitey yes. listens yeah. to this. No? You, you sure they don't? Okay. You might have a point. Sorry, Whitey. I'll tell you what, the 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 player of the game for the Seahawks, it was DK Metcalf. Ten catches for a buck thirty-six yeah. and two touchdowns. He he did his best, man. And Geno Smith only had 10 completions, 25 for, or 10 incompletions, 25 for 35, 250. He tried, but uh couldn't keep up. And that fumble and then, killed him. That fumble when they yeah. were driving to take the lead again, end up fumbling, and then the Niners just went straight down their throats and scored real quick. 14 point turnaround on that on that fumble Geno had at strip sack. Yeah, and th- there's just not going to be too many teams that are going to be able to stop the Niners' offense while also scoring on the defense. Well, that's saying you have to play almost a perfect game against them. Yes, you and do. fumbling on the 15 yard line when you're about to score is not playing a perfect game. Correct. Um, moving on to the next one, the Saturday night game was the L.A. Chargers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, amazing. 27 to nothing at one point. Can I ask 20... you quick, quickly? Please, please. Did you go to bed? <laughs> yes. Because I texted I you should. twice and got nothing. And I'm like, this this mofo went to bed. It was. Like it many was people eight... did. Many people. Yeah. Camler went to bed. He's like, 27 nothing. I had had enough. Went to bed. Yeah. It was date night. And um, the the lady and I were out. And we got home at halftime. I was watching the game, you know, while we were out. And uh, at, we got home at halftime, 27-7 at that point. And I, I was tired. There really wasn't anything else to watch. I mean, come on, the Jaguars, they they had a great season, a great run. Yeah. You know, Cinderella snuck in the playoffs, the first-year head coach uh, for them, at least, first year in Jacksonville for Doug Peterson. And you know what? I was happy for them. 
they they got to the big show. Uh, no chance they're going to come back and score score twenty uh, or no, uh, yeah, twenty four points plus. You had to half. put the whipped cream and cherry on top of date night. No pun intended. So, I mean, right? I'm with you there, buddy. You picked right there. It uh, it was not what I expected the outcome of this game, but <laughs> miraculously, Brandon Staley did not get fired. Yeah, and yeah. yet, but they they fired the offensive coordinator Joe. I know Lombardi, he's and, the scapegoat, and 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 I get it. Justin Herbert was a checkdown Charlie all year. That's why Austin Eckler over 100 catches, and and it didn't help that Mike Williams was hurt all most of the season. But still, Brandon Staley was the one that played Mike Williams last week when they didn't need it, and he's he's the leader of these guys. I don't I don't know that Joe Lombardi was firing him was the right move, but hey, if you're Brandon Staley, you got to do what you got to do to try to keep your job. And I'm sure he was screaming in the GM's ear, "It's not me, it's Joe. Get him out of here." Yeah, I guess I, that that whole situation just. And this has to I, be I one of the. I don't understand. There's so much talent on that team, and they just can't seem to ever put it all together. And if you're uh, an offensive-minded coach, what is there an offense in the league that you'd want to go to more than than this one? As far as Justin talent? Herbert, yes, you got for Herbert, you got Eckler, you got yeah. wide receivers. This, I mean, this is gonna. This is a very tempting job for a lot of people. Yeah, I. I... Yeah, I mean it's an amazing one, and you got that nice locale and that pretty new stadium. Uh, Rams team who's trash, so the Chargers could take over the town. It's, it's uh, I don't know, I don't understand. I just don't know how that can happen. I, I, was, I don't know how a team can have the quarterback can throw four interceptions and still score thirty-one points and win a playoff yeah. game. First team in history to five five a minus five turnover ratio and still win a playoff game that's this guy wrote to you at one point of course you were already doing whatever and that i wrote this is embarrassing at like 9 29 or 9 26 and then yeah. exactly two hours later i just wrote to you like what period the period where it starts with an f yeah. period what the heck yeah what the heck that's it uh it was just awesome to watch. It was so awesome to watch. Once he got to 27-14, I was even like, eh, this is at least interesting now. And it just kept going and going and going. It's like San Diego's going out of their way to lose. And Trev was a monster in the second half. He yes. was just pinpoint accuracy the whole freaking time. I don't. There's not much you can say. And the Jaguars – Going from the number one overall pick last year, the worst team in the league, to not only making the playoffs but winning a playoff game, and yep. <laughs> it's not going to be easy this coming week, man. You got the Chiefs coming. It's not uh, actually. You're you're going to Chief Town, so good luck with that. However, hey man, if you're going to pick a Cinderella team, why this is it? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd love to see them go in there and win, but yeah, I'm not expecting them to. I didn't really expect them to win last week, but I'm glad they did. And, be great to see him keep going, but man, that Jason Cameron—he's sharp. He yeah, called. He called it. it. Uh, yeah, good hats off to Camler. In another game that was wait, we predicted this game to be an absolute blowout. I think the over and under Everybody was two did. touchdowns or more. Yeah, the Bills 
barely squeaking out the Dolphins 34 to 31. And good for you, Skylar Thompson. Not that you played a great game. No. Um, but you, you kept your feet in there. I mean, you, I know. 18 for 45. I, I told you. Look at look at these numbers. I know. I don't know how he scored 31. Jeffrey points. Wilson led the team with 23 rush yards. Tyreek Hill led the team with 69 receiving yards, and everybody else got above 45. Nobody else yeah. had more than three catches. Yeah, you're right. Two interceptions. Uh, yeah. yet still scored 31 points against Buffalo. It, you, if you saw this line, you'd think they maybe got a field goal out of this. But 31. Yeah. It's look, however you do it, man. However you can get it done. That's yeah. what you do. And the Dolphins got it done. And Mike McDaniel, great first season in Miami. You took your team to the playoffs and you had a shot to knock off the, the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Didn't pan out. And all this right. word of him losing his job, like, really? He almost beat the Bills in the playoffs with a guy who doesn't even have any business being on an NFL team. Your third uh, string quarterback. Yeah. Ridiculous. It's their version of Josh Johnson. Right? For worse, your Ravens. But worse. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather have Josh Johnson. Uh, so, hey, awesome, awesome game. Loved it. And not a whole lot to talk about the Bills. Your, you know, your normal faces showed up. Usual Josh suspects. Allen showed up. Yeah. yeah. Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis. Um, and Dawson Knox, uh, he almost had two touchdowns, right? He, I know he had one. Didn't one get called back? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. One there was a penalty. That would have been a huge game for him. Actually, was it a penalty or is that the one that hit the ground? Um, I think I think it was the one that hit the ground. Yeah, it looked like he caught it first and then they reversed it because it turned out he just barely lost control as he went to the ground. Right. Uh, second yeah. game of the Sunday slate, the New York Giants go into Minnesota and knock off the 13-5 and uh, five Minnesota Vikings now. This one... We were texting pretty frequently during this. How impressive, and the, the story of the game for me, and I know for you, was Daniel Jones. He yeah. was ridiculed. I ridiculed the Giants. Likewise. I mean, constantly when they drafted him, what was it, fifth or sixth, eighth overall? It was top ten overall yeah. um, pick his draft year. He never lived up to the billing. And here comes Brian Dable. First year head coach, first year with the Giants, he's figured out Daniel Daniel Jones, and you know he's got the legs, right? Seventy eight rushing yards, led the team in rushing, even though Barkley had two touchdowns, only nine carries for Saquon. By the way, it's interesting, but um, it, he looked great throwing the ball. He was accurate. He made good decisions. He put the ball where it needed to go. No turnovers. I am not excited about. Playing the Giants. I'm not excited about my Eagles playing the Giants this week. I was watching this game hoping that the Giants somehow lost because they're they're rolling. And the Eagles barely beat their the Giants backup slap two weeks ago. Yeah, it uh it looked good. Daniel Daniel Jones just looked amazing. Whether it was uh scripted runs, whether it was just basically backyard football, the dude just made great decision after great decision. No no turnovers. You and I talked earlier today. The most amazing thing of it all, he's doing this with a group of receivers that shouldn't even be on the field. Guys that are the number four and five on most teams in the league that are now starting. His leading receiver was Isaiah Hodgins, 
Yeah. Eight catches, 105 and a touchdown. Before the season started, I had never heard that name. No, he was was he drafted originally by was it Minnesota, maybe they let him go? Yeah, they picked him up off waivers. Bellinger scored. Darius Slayton had a nice game. Darius Slayton dropped a really easy pass late in the game that would have went for a, a cupcake first down. But man, they look they just looked awesome. They look good on defense. I know they gave up 24, but they still look good. Uh, I don't know, man. Daniel Jones. Boy, we were on one of my neighbors up the street, RJ, was texting, actually writing on our Facebook site, mm-hmm. our uh, Get Your Bell Rung Facebook page today about him. And I'm like, dude, I'm a believer now. What, what else? How can you not be? Yep. He's looked great. These last like five, six weeks, he's looked like a top five quarterback. As crazy as it is to say, uh, that's what we're seeing right now. Boys, he yeah, got himself a big payday coming. Hopefully, uh, and you'd imagine the Giants want to keep him in-house. Kirk Cousins, he was accurate, oh. 31 out of 39, 273 and two touchdowns with no picks. But it, uh, I, I hit the his decision, especially at the end of the game. It was um, atrocious. You know, stupid. What, what, Just throw it to the ground pass. if you're going to do that. Why? Right. He just gave up. Did he not know it was fourth and eight? Fourth and eight, and you throw a three-yard pass when the guy is getting blanketed. Blanketed. Had no chance of getting anything else out of it. Mind-boggling. I'll tell you what, Hawkinson, though, 10 10 catches, 129 yards. He's going to be – he's going to get drafted. Is he going to be a top three tight end next year? Kelsey Andrews probably again, and then Hawkinson. He finished this year strong, so monster, monster. I think you could – I don't know why, but for some reason, the Andrews name has grown big. I could you could make a real case, especially depending on who's going to be quarterback for the Ravens, that Hawkinson should go too. Hawkinson was tied into this year, the way it finished uh, out. I mean, Andrews is sort of stuck with nobody to throw to him. And if and yeah. if Jackson doesn't come back, that could really be trouble. Well, speaking of knowing to throw to, that was the Baltimore Ravens, who put up a fight against the Bengals, but you know, Demarcus Robinson's your best receiver right now. And that's just you can't win a playoff game like that, unless you're the Giants. Uh, apparently J.K. Dobbins had some interesting words. He's a hundred percent right, 100 percent right. He really is talking junk on his own, his Ravens saying it. If Lamar played, they'd have won. It's tough to argue that. No, it's 13 for 62 right there, five yards of carry, four recessions for 43 yards. Got that touchdown, which was amazing. There's a handful of guys in the league that would have scored on that play. And let's just not give him the ball. Let's give it to Gus constantly for his 12 for 39. Let's have Tyler it? Huntley, when we're on the two, a little midget quarterback, jump up and try to reach from the two. It's a little different from 6'6", Trevor Lawrence, jumping from the one. And it is, it's different than any other player's league. Once you go over that goal line, the play's over. It doesn't matter if you pull it back. It doesn't matter if somebody knocks your hand. So when you're at the two and you only make it, to about they're they're saying the the chip says the the point six yard line, ball goes out, boom, ninety nine yard touchdown the other way. He didn't have a chance, and he wasn't and supposed. Over. It wasn't even the play. He decided to do that. He was supposed to put his damn head down and get pushed into the end zone, but he decides he's Trevor Lawrence, not five seven, and then go, that's the game. That's a fourteen point swing, a one. Play one play, and the the Bengals on offense weren't that great anyway. Outside of Jamar no. Chase, nine catches. Yeah, the Rams defense was sharp all night. Yeah, they looked great. That's why they were in it. 
they've just got to be getting so tired of this. So, so I, I say to you real quick, we'll go to the next game. Who the hell wants to go play for the Ravens anymore? Between the the offense, the stupid style of play on offense, a quarterback, many three quarterbacks who can't throw. Because uh, I'm a believer now. He had that one great year where he led league in touchdowns. He sucked ever since. And then you had this endless turmoil now in the locker room because of all. Yet you refuse to fire Greg Roman, the guy behind it all. Who wants to go yeah. there? I just keep seeing DeAndre Hopkins. That's his number one site. Why? Why on earth would he go there so his career can be over? Yeah, it doesn't he make any sense. I know. The the echoes of fire. Roman and Fire Har- Harbaugh are getting louder and louder. And, you better believe um, it. Yeah, ownership and folks upstairs uh, in Baltimore—they got it. They have to listen. Yep, endless mediocrity. Yeah, and I'll tell you the the most impressive team of the weekend though for me was the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I'll, I'll take the second half Jaguars, but um, if we're talking full game, the Cowboys. Dak Prescott. This is the best I've ever seen Dak Prescott play. Boy, he I looked think. good last night. Twenty five for thirty three for three hundred yards, four touchdowns. Now I know a lot of times Kellen Moore, the um, offensive coordinator for um, the Dallas Cowboys, he was scheming his receivers open. Dak Prescott had open guys all day long, but he's his first touchdown pass to Dalton Schultz, who had two touchdown catches, was beautiful in the end zone. I mean, I, I thought I can't root against Brady anymore. Maybe I can now after this. I picked the Buccaneers to win simply because of Brady, but whew, boy, the Cowboys just absolutely whooped them offensively, defensively, and I don't care if Brady had 350 yards and two touchdowns. He that whole offense was out of sync. They were fired by Byron, Byron Leftwich. Maybe didn't fire Byron Leftwich. Nobody really knows. But receivers, we were talking right before we started the show. Mike Evans was absolutely lost on a route. Brady kept throwing balls to no one. You don't know if it's Brady's fault or the receiver's fault. I know Brady was yelling at his guts. So I don't think it was it was the GOAT's problem here, but the Buccaneers did not look good. And the Cowboys looked excellent. Yeah, the Cowboys looked great, dude. That that game wasn't even close. It wasn't as close as the score. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> right. But Brady I, I, just looked like, honestly, he looked like a guy that if he wasn't on that team, they'd have been lucky to win two games. I'm not right. lying. I mean, I, I'm not going to say he is what he was 12 years ago, but he's still a top 10 quarterback in the league. Throw at the throw looked like it went where it should have went, and there's just nobody anywhere near. I don't understand how this rapport left. It's all the same guys. Well, not all the same, but Godwin and Evans from two years ago when they couldn't miss. It's it's the whole thing's extremely bizarre. Leonard Fournette was a just might as well not have even showed up. And then Dallas just tore up. And Tony Pollard once again, dude. Just let Zeke leave so Pollard can be the number yeah. one back in fantasy. You just know what? Let it happen. You mentioned Debo and who's the other person you said every time they touch the ball? You think, oh, Eckler. You Eckler. think they're going to score? Add Tony Pollard to the list. It's it's ridiculous how the way he just he'll wait. It looks I know he doesn't the same style, but it's a lot like Le'Veon Bell where he just wait, 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 and then boom, he's just going. It's like the dude can go from zero to sixty in a like a half a second. He's just it's it's awesome to watch. And then you watch Zeke out there just plodding along. 
I have said far too many good things about the Cowboys. Uh, I'm going to have to wash my mouth out after this episode. Well, it's funny you said earlier you hoped Minnesota would have won because if they would have, it would have been Philly versus Dallas this week. Yeah, but I also thought it would be the Bucks. Like, I thought I was going to be playing the Buccaneers. Ah, fair enough. Um, So, anything else? Can we move on to the divisional round, the upcoming games of this weekend? Real, real quick before we leave, where's Brady next year? Bucks retired somewhere else. I think somewhere else. I don't think he's retiring yet. He's got no – I mean, I think his family was what he wanted to retire for, but that unfortunately for him, you know, didn't – you know, that fell apart for him. So he's so competitive, and he's still he'd still start for quite a few teams in the NFL. So yeah. I think he plays again. I don't think it's with the Buccaneers. I think it's somewhere else. Could it be – San Francisco? Could it be where he's from? Could it be Las Vegas with Josh McDaniels, who he played for forever in um, New England? Could he go back to New England? I mean, Mac Jones didn't really light up the world no, he didn't. Uh, this past year. And but... I've seen rumors of that. The, it, it's funny, they researching things. How many experts still think he'll return to the Bucks? I, wow. I just can't see it. I think he's got a really bad taste in his mouth there. Some Something was just off beyond going eight nine just something was not right all right sir saturday 4 30 our first game jaguars at the chiefs do the jaguars they got a puncher's chance right they showed it they to do. us last week they got, got a lot of puncher's talent. chance if they can now they're not going to be able to beat the chiefs with four turnovers i'll tell you that right now but if they can limit their turnovers and maybe get one or two they could do it they could pull it off they, I mean, obviously, Trevor Lawrence has been awoken, and he's never lost on a Saturday. And guess what he gets? Nope. Another Saturday game. He's undefeated on Saturdays. So I'm definitely pulling for the Jaguars simply because I love a good Cinderella story. I'm not going to put any money on it. But uh, let's go, Doug Peterson. He's been here before. He's been – when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, granted they were the the one seed, but they, um, they were underdogs every single week they played. Yeah, I think the Chiefs have the highest spread this week. I will say this. If you go down 27 to nothing again, you're not coming back. They've got to find a way to be able to go out and hang into the game early because you can't keep digging holes that deep and expect to keep getting out of them. That's just not how it works. But, man, I I can't say they don't have a chance. I just can't. I'm with you. Uh, Same with the Giants, which is the 8-15 p.m. game on Saturday. Giants at my Eagles. I'm not looking forward to it. I'll tell you that it's uh, we just we spoke. Think about, I just spoke so highly of the New York Giants and the Dallas Cowboys. It's, it doesn't even, it doesn't feel right. But look, it's that's well, how it it's working it out. Is. I know that's what they're, I saw. They're the first team since the end. The first I don't know if you saw. They're the first uh, division since the league went to the eight uh, divisions of thirty-two teams. The first division to have three teams make it to the final eight. Or the final uh, four, mean, sorry. You mean the NFC least did that? Yeah, the NFC, a division that we thought yeah. would be trash, except for, you know, Eagles and, and Dallas would be good. They're, they've are they got three in the final four. They are the first one. The AFC, on the other hand, has one from each division. Yeah, impressive. It depends what Jalen, which Jalen Hurts is going to show up, brother. Right. If He's we get Jalen report. Hurts shows up, you might be in for uh, a whooping. Yeah. Well, he, he's all the rest of the season shows great. up. You should be good. Lane Johnson's coming back, which is big time. 
And all the other guys where we had comebacks, uh, um, safety Gardner Johnson, Johnson Gardner. I don't know why I can't yeah. think of his name off the top of my head right now, but um, CJ Gardner Johnson. That's it, right? Yeah. He, uh, he, yeah. He came back last week, knocked some rust off. Or okay, that's great. Same with uh, I think Robert Quinn is knocking his rust off. Not that he's been you know a big contributor anyway. But the one thing that the Eagles are going to be able to do that the Vikings weren't is really put a lot of pressure on Daniel Jones. And Daniel Hunter, you know, he was able to make some plays and things like that for Minnesota. But the Eagles, four players with double-digit sacks, they're going to be in his face. And they play against Jalen Hurts every day in practice. So they know what it's like to go up against a mobile quarterback. And um it's going to be a good game. It might be the best game of the weekend, to be yeah. honest with you. I mean, we talked for the show. One thing I don't like about the buys is it's great for health, but it's bad for players sitting for a week. And they go out sure. sluggish, and now you're up against a team who knows you pretty well and is playing, like, literally peaking oh, at the perfect time. Rolling, yes. That's what the Giants and, do, right? If they yeah. make the playoffs, watch out. Yeah. So they, they usually don't you're make it, but if they right. do, buddy. Yeah, right. sir. There's two Super Bowl wins. They didn't do much during the year. They peaked at the right time. and. And end up winning. I I don't know, man. This is like such a toss up. It uh, I don't know. I I really I couldn't imagine putting a dime down on this game either way because I just I have no clue clue what's going to happen here. It's it's really strange. Yeah, Bengals Bills, same deal. If if I had to put a dime down, as you said, I'd put the dime on the the Bills being the home team, uh, and that's a Sunday three o'clock game, but. You can never count out Joe Burrow and the Bengals yeah, if they, especially if they can get the ground game going at all. If Mixon can get anything going against the Bills and they can keep the ball out of Josh Allen's hands, out of Stephon Diggs's hands, then they could they could easily. I don't want to say easily, but they could definitely win this game. They're just going to have to control the clock and um, score points when they got the ball. They, they, you know, you can't if they go four, five, three and outs. It's going to be tough to win this one. The biggest over-under, I'd like you to give me a number real quick. The over-under on how many damn times we have to hear DeMar Hamlin's name during the get broadcast. It's, it's got to be around three dozen. Really? You think it's that low? Wow. You I think, think it's going to be three dozen by halftime. <laughs> Maybe. It's going to be so freaking irritating, but uh, it is what we have a game to play. I can't imagine Buffalo losing, but... Our our boys like the new Brady, Mr. Burrow, he does not like to lose. He just finds some way to win. He shows up in his, you know, in his freaking tiger print suit. He looks like, you know, uh an old Macaulay Calkin. It's all home alone. Never know if Joe Pesci's gonna show up on the field. Everything's crazy with the guy. You gotta love his swagger. Um, if I had I to put money on, I'd put it on Buffalo. Normally that's not my style, but uh I'll I love honest. with him though, dude, because he wears it on his sleeve. And he's, he's, he's like the ultimate confident dude that's not just a cocky prick. And I think it's because he knows he's a nerd. And it's sort of like this stigma, this aura that he just ha- he has to go with it now. He has to run with this nerdy guy who who acts like flamboyant yeah. and like, you know, Cam Newton outfits and stuff. But the dude backs it all up. Yes. He definitely does. Uh, and you I got Jamar that- Chase and T. Higgins out there. You're you're gonna be able to put up points with the bill always and i haven't even looked i don't have any idea what the weather's supposed to be there this weekend uh, i probably should have looked they, they both play in the snow and the cold and the wind you're right they, but 
you know, yeah, Cincinnati's not San Diego. It could still, yeah, it can still have a, let's look, divisional playoffs, Buffalo. It is going to be 34 degrees Fahrenheit, dangerously windy and overcast. <laughs> <That's>... Oh, no. <laughs> That can't be I good. <laughs> Dangerously windy. <laughs> what that that you're going to do your thing. Also, the wicked witch is going to ride by on her bike while, while Stefan Diggs is trying to catch a pass. It's so crazy you said that because my son is watching Wizard of Oz right now as we speak. Awesome. <laughs> yes. That's so crazy. Oh. Oh, wow. Dangerously windy. It's probably not something to laugh about, but that's odd way to describe the weather <laughs> well if that's the case then they really are going to need joe mixon on in a run game they might hope he maybe he'll throw up one of those 53 point weeks yeah i think he's only good for one of those a year last game the cowboys against the 49ers if the cowboys can play like they get did against the buccaneers they got a shot here the problem is the 49ers defense isn't going to let them um, that being said, the 49ers offense is going to have to put up some points against the Cowboys. Um, they have a nice defense as well. That Michael Parsons, man, he, wow, what what a draft pick for them. Was it two years ago? We said it, dude. We, you and I what said is... it. He was one of the steals of the All draft right. when it happened. Man, I expected him to be okay. I expected him to be pretty good. No, you expected him to be pick. more than okay, right? We didn't expect him to be the next. Lawrence Taylor, Deion Sanders, Aaron Donald type player, field. but sacks, pass deflections, tackles. Did you see that one when he jumped in the backfield and the ball was like just stuck to his hands? Yes, he is a absolute monster. Yeah. Uh, and as, as far as being excited to watch one of these games, because I'm so fear, fearful of my own team, I'm actually more excited to watch the Cowboys 49ers game. I want to see what Brock Purdy can do against yeah. a stout Cowboys D, against a, that yeah. Michael Parsons. And it's a classic and, rivalry. Man, the NFL, you know, loves this. Loves this. Shanahan. I want to see how Shanahan can, you know, scheme. What's his offensive scheme like? What's he going to yeah. do to this cat with this Cowboys defense? I would do everything I could to get McCaffrey in space and make Micah Parsons not even part of the game. He should treat Shanahan should treat this game like the Eagles did the first time they played the Cowboys with AJ Brown. Whatever AJ Brown did, do that with Debo Samuel. Yeah. The motions across the formation, rolling out to the right with Brock Purdy. If Micah goes with him, um, go to your go to your check down. If not, get the AJ Brown. I mean, AJ scored on one of those plays. They ran it twice. I think Hertz may have ran one in for a score, and AJ scored on the other one, depending on what Micah did. Yeah. But um, because Debo is AJ Brown, right? AJ Brown is Debo. They're very similar players. Oh, extremely. I think. I think I would give. Wow, they're both kind. Of, they're frightening guys. I think the only reason that I think Debo is slightly better is I think Debo is just slightly faster. You, uh, yeah, you see AJ occasionally getting caught from behind. Lumbering. You <laughs> never, ever, ever see Debo get caught from behind. Once he's gone, he's gone. Yep. The only person catching him is maybe somebody on his own team. And he does that weird thing where you always think he's running out of bounds, but he's somehow still in. Yep. And that's how he scored his touchdown. He plants that left foot. Like, oh, he's going. out of bounds. Nope. 
Dude, he's like one of those roller coasters that you're just sitting still. The ones that don't go up, they just have the hydraulic thing. And you go zero to 60 like that. Like you're stuck back in. Your eyeballs are back in your skull. That's him running with a football. It's crazy to watch because he's just so great. And they scheme so well for him. But here's one thing I want to ask you. The 49ers, for all the credit we give them on defense, they sure as hell are giving up a lot of points to teams lately. And and sooner or later, that's going to catch up with you. And Dallas, boy, they're clicking now on offense. So, look good. Well, I, I no, don't no, no. anybody that thinks you the Forty Nine ers going to run away with this game, I think they're wrong. I don't know if you can say they're clicking on offense. They scored six points against Week the 18, Commanders they two sucked. weeks ago. It was ugly, right. terrible. I don't think they're they really much cared. I think they knew their fate. But this week, when it mattered, man, they just they looked looked nice. awesome. For sure. 52 degrees oh. overcast for that game. No dangerous winds. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Tsunamis, tidal waves coming in from, from the Bay Area, anything like nope. that. All right. Uh, ready to move on to our awards, our end-of-season fantasy awards. Yeah. Awesome. We got QB, running back, wide receiver, tight end, rookie, comeback player, bust, and the Get Your Bell Rung Award for the most shocking uh, player that we thought for fantasy this year. We'll do QB first. I'll start. We'll just alternate doing this thing. Uh, my guy, all summer long, screaming it from the rooftops. Homer! Jalen Hurts. He was number one in points per game for the quarterback position. He missed two games and was still <coughs> QB three. He was a top three QB eight weeks the only non-quarterback one finish uh, was week four. Um, and let's see, what he has, 760 rushing yards, 13 rushing touchdowns, and only six picks. So he's not even taking points away from himself. You know, guys like Josh Allen, whatever, double-digit interceptions, you're, you're taking points away, but not Jalen Hurts. He had one heck of a season, now, didn't and, he and I called it. Now, didn't he lose any fumbles? Uh, Hurts, I think he lost – one or two. I don't think it was excessive. I think you had him as your number one overall, but he didn't actually end up number number one overall. But, uh, well, points per we'll, game. But yeah, yes, we'll pretend. Correct. We'll pretend for your arguments. I love pretending. Yes, um, I had him at four. So we both thought pretty highly. I'm much higher than a lot of other people thought. I didn't. I saw very few prognosticators have him even in their top five. We both had him. So I remember that episode. I thought I was being pretty crazy putting him at four. And then you come out and put him at one. He was yes. sharp. He was sharp. He lost two fumbles. He lost two fumbles in the okay. air. He had only one thing against him as far as fantasy. We build, you and I are smart fantasy players. We don't always win because you can't. So much luck. But we do well a lot. There's a lot we of negate, luck. We do our best How to negate. How will we even draft? When we put together a team, what are we trying to do with this team? Win. Win by building for the fantasy playoffs put together a team that will compete well during the regular season but ultimately a team that will compete well in the playoffs hmm hmm let me think of a guy who didn't even play in the damn fantasy playoffs and there it was i made it however long it is and the damn came out zero twice points zero that was your third third time so many teams just got screwed not by his fault. I'm not saying that, but this maybe the only reason I went was Sir Patrick Mahomes. 
who ended up number one in over, overall points, number two in points per game. 5,250 yards, 41 passing touchdowns. He did have 12 picks. But I looked back and read some things. They At least six of those were balls that should have probably been caught. But instead, as receivers, because they're not exactly a stellar crew, just sort of batted up into the air. <laughs> ended up being picks. But he also had 350 rush yards and four four uh, touchdowns, four rushing touchdowns, zero fumbles. Um, and when you needed him, he was there, baby. Week 16 and 17, 24.2, 25.6. Consistent all year. His lowest week of the entire year, week 18, when for most people, other than a handful of games, it didn't really matter. You and I were watching it. I was bitching like there's no tomorrow. You even finally admitted in the fourth quarter, like, this is really weird to watch. Like, this guy, it's like they have a three-to-one ratio of pass TDs to rush TDs all year, but not the week I play them. It's one-to-three. The only week all season that that happened. The only one. And on you know your behalf here, Patrick Mahomes was QB one or two, five different weeks. He spent three weeks in a row as QB two. Yeah, he, he he's tough, week. super consistent. You can make a case for these guys. You can make a case for Josh Allen. Um, I just my my thing here is, and it's not always, but. I, I if we're doing this straight from a fantasy perspective, I, I can't go with a guy who got me zero points in the playoffs when I needed him most. Again, I'm not saying it's his fault. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's not what I'm saying. But he got me zero points when I needed him. He got me there, but then I scored 70 points and got slaughtered because I had to play uh I don't even know Malik well, Willis. Well, Willis. no, that's not how it worked out for me, my friend. Uh if you're a but it did for a know, lot. Avid- Fantasy for sure, sure, sure. But you got to be on top of things, man. Jalen Hurts went down. I picked up Daniel Jones. Boom. And that's great. I'm yeah. no, I'm I'm with you. I'm just saying when we need this guy most, he got us zero points. It's the only the only negative I have for the dude. He was awesome, dynamic. I'm still very concerned for the future if this style of play is going to hold up. Because if anything, he Justin Lamar Peter, Jackson, Lamar Jackson are all up. showing us is <laughs> yeah. it's not going to hold up. It looks great when it's working. But when it's not, we're in trouble. All right. Who was your running back of the year? So I went against the grain here. And for like one reason, and I'll tell you what it is at the end. I went with Mr. Josh Jacobs. Nothing wrong with Number that. Number three. Okay. But only by 18 points. I used our league, my league, my league of record, our once and done league scoring for, for my thing. So he came in third by only 18 points. Number four in average. Led the league in rushing, 1,653 yards, 12 rush TDs, only one lost fumble, and 53 receptions for 400 yards. He had 54 receptions last year, which surprised me because I thought they used him a little more in the past this year. But he had a stretch of about six or seven games where he just was non-existent. They just, McDaniels wouldn't throw to him. Um, He sort of sucked in week 16, but he got 17 and a half in week 17. That's great in the fantasy and in your championship game. But here's why I picked him. I know that Eckler had a better overall year. I know McCaffrey had a better overall year. I know you can make a case for Henry even maybe ahead of him. But this dude was the RB22. 48th overall. Last pick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, last pick of the fourth round. And the dude puts up almost number one numbers. Again, McCaffrey, okay, he's your but he's your number two. Some leagues number one running back. 
Okay, Eckler, again, top five guy. Henry, top five guy. This guy, you got him at the end of the fourth round, beginning of the fifth round, and he gave you top-tier number one running back points. That's why yeah, I he, made him one. He led the league in rushing, and he was RB1 for a while. He uh, was. And, right, and he was, as you sort of kind of mentioned, he was in the running for my Get Your Bell Rung Award. He was a player that was in the running for that because, yeah. like you said, fourth, fifth round pick and catapults himself to RB three scored what? Like 303 fantasy points or something like yep. that. And there was the talk as, as late as July, they might even maybe release him. Like McDaniels just doesn't even want to deal with it. We've got four running backs. We're going to play. This guy's just one of them. We don't really have to deal with it, but man, he, he, he defied everything. But again, that's the thing. It's the it, fantasy wise. It's the value. This guy is the 22nd guy. On a lot of teams, he wouldn't even be for the first couple weeks of the season. He wasn't even a starting on their fantasy teams. They might have had two guys above him. Wasn't even playing. He played almost the entire game during the Hall of Fame game in the preseason. Yeah, which led people to believe, like, okay, they are not gonna. He's gonna be right. third string. You know, they'll put him in here and there, and they're gonna let him right. walk. Yeah, they didn't take his. They didn't pay him his fifth year. Uh, McDaniel's, we think, are going to bring over that New England offense where. One week you have three touchdowns, 120 yards, and next week you don't even dress. And he, 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 I mean, God, I wish I would have had, I wish I'd have had the foresight to say, man, this guy's going to blow up. But who you got, big boy? Um, chalk for me, my friend. And, and I'll tell you why I chose Austin Eckler. He was number one, um, in, you know, one number one fantasy running back. He was RB 26 in week one. Uh, but was never lower than an RB2 after that. He was the best running back on the week four different times. He had over 100 targets, over 100 catches, 18 touchdowns. And I did not anticipate – that was the problem. That's why I had him ranked a little lower than most people because touchdowns are so finicky. And to he had 20 touchdowns a year ago. Somehow scored more um, fantasy points this year with two less touchdowns. But um, he had 18 this year, and I did not anticipate that happening. That's just because it's so rare for that to go down. Uh, But interesting, your reason for picking Patrick Mahomes as your uh, quarterback, he was – Austin Eckler was RB5 and then RB1 during the fantasy playoffs. So we sort of of flipped the script there because he got you your championship. If you had him in (laughs) – I, I don't see your team losing. Um, unless, of course, you went up against Mike Evans. Then uh, then who knows? But uh, Austin Eckler, he's the guy. He might be the number one overall pick next year. I mean, all fantasy, number one. He might be, but still, when I read articles about him, this time, they, they always want to question him, like, oh, he did it in spite of himself. Or he can't, because he didn't have it. He wasn't real good between the tackles this year. Well, that's a lot of their blocking, too. It wasn't him. He's getting hit in the sure. backfield a lot of the time. The thing is, is they've found a way to utilize him the way he needs to be utilized. One of the few teams in the league that I think actually uses a running back the way he should be used. One of the few matter. true three down and goal yeah. line backs in the league. And and he's tiny. He's like a he's a smaller guy. But he's a powerful dude. He's got some he's strong. He's got he's a quadzilla type dude. But here's the deal. It doesn't matter if you get 36 yards rushing on the entire game if you have two touchdowns. And and 79 yards receiving. Right, exactly. With one uh, well, 11 catches. <laughs> yeah. Wide receiver, you went JJ, right? I I, 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 mean, I, I, I talked to you for a show. I went out of my way 
to be contrarian here and pick anybody else. The only person I can even find close was Tyreek Hill, but he barely scored. But he was very consistent throughout the year, whereas J.J. will chase miss some time. Um, various other guys, Adams, had these games where they throw up like 2.8. A couple of few argument, of them. Argument for Hill. He changed teams and was with a quarterback that can't throw the ball more than 40 yards down the field. Yeah. And a quarterback that no one thought was very good. And he Tyreek still Tyreek Hill still goes and does Tyreek Hill things. And he still did good with Teddy B. And he didn't do as good with Skylar Thompson, but he's still the leading guy with Thompson. And he knew he was one of my preseason, our bold predictions that he'd be suspended by week eight for conduct yeah. detrimental to the team. So I just didn't think he'd like it. And you could have made a case through eight through eight weeks that maybe Waddle was the number one there, but Boy, they both got fed. They are the best one-two yes. tandem. Maybe you got to put in the top five in history of one-two tandems. I know it's only been one year, but you really do. The did you see? Have you seen the numbers they put up? Yeah, of course. Uh, I've seen like I don't remember all the things. There's like at least three different things that they are the first wide receiver tandem in history to accomplish. Um, it was pretty impressive. But I, ultimately, you can't go from JJ. He had a couple stinkers. He maybe cost a lot of guys their a fantasy championship because he scored two points in week 17. But he got uh, you there. You weren't getting there without him. No, you, you weren't going to get there. But, man, that that's definitely a knock. But I don't put it on him. We've discussed before. It's not that he can't beat these high-level D-backs. It's that Cousins doesn't even try. He's sure. too scared to even try. Here's what sold me on Jefferson is that he was a wide receiver, the wide receiver, one, two, or three eight different times throughout the season. He was a top three player on the week eight different times. Last year, Cooper Cup's historic season, Cooper Cup only did it six times. So, I mean, we're who, talking. If you had to pick a number two, who would your number two have been? Adams? Thank you. No, man. I think it would have had to been Tyreek Hill and almost for like the Austin Eckler deal because I was so low on him going into the season for the, the reasons yeah. I mentioned. No yeah. longer doesn't have to. Patrick Holmes doesn't have a quarterback with a big arm. I, I had Waddle ranked you had above Waddle him. ahead of him, didn't you? Didn't you have right. them at now, like he, 13 and 14 or something? That's Right, exactly. Yep, I think that's exactly where I may have had him, 13 and 14. Uh, so just because I was wrong, I would I would have probably taken him as number two because he proved me wrong. Good for you. Gotcha. Tight end again. Same thing. It it's not even – it's a no-brainer. Travis Kelsey was tight end one by almost 100 points in half-point PPR. He had – he had the most of everything by tight end and over 400 more yards than TJ Hawkinson was tight end to. It's just, I can't. He was, it's, Kelsey was the top three um, tight end nine of the first 10 weeks. It's, we don't even just, talk about him, right? He's tight end one next year and forever until he dies. It's just, it's, I, I don't, I don't even know what to say. He was like the number six wide receiver. I don't know. It's something like that. I'm not, I'm looking at it now. I got a million different stats up here, but he was in the top 10 wide receivers as a freaking tight end. He's going to be, I think, 34 years old next year, something like that. He's a first round pick. I don't care. He's, he has to be. I know. He's not, he's not showed even a remote sign of slowing down. You have such a tremendous positional advantage when you have him as your tight end 100%. over whoever you're playing. It, it sucks in a league, like in a regular redraft league. He goes high. He's going to probably go late first round, early second round again. Probably late first round. Um, but in a league like, say, mine, like an auction league, 
it's evened out a little bit because you just pay an arm and leg. He'll he's going to go again for like in the low fifty dollar range, whereas even Mark Andrews will go for probably not even thirty. If you have Travis Kelsey on your team, and you give everyone else in your league freedom to pick any other tight end they want to any week, it doesn't yeah. matter. They can pick whoever they want to. You're still probably you're going to win almost every time. Yep, almost every it's time. So it's so crazy. It's it's bizarre, and and he's usually pretty consistent. He had a couple games towards the end there that they just, for some reason, just sort of went away from him. Um, but that's by design because Andy Reid's Andy Reid, Mahomes is Mahomes. I don't think it's because he was slowing down. They just they were still winning by twenty points, so it's not like it was a problem, right? Uh, all right, who's your rookie? So you ready for it? I'm. I can't wait. In a world of rookies this year, none of which were particularly dominant, particularly yeah. special. Um, Brees Hall, I mean, if he didn't get hurt, I think we'd be handing them this. We, you know, um, but Absolutely. it didn't happen. Didn't happen, right? Um, our boy up in Seattle, good year. Our boy in New Orleans, good year. We could even make a sum for Garrett Wilson with the Jets, up and down, depending on whether he had a, a decent quarterback or a double-A quarterback throwing to him. Ultimately, I went with a guy who played only a handful of games. Mr. Irrelevant himself. Oh, my gosh. Mr. Brock Purdy. Wow. So you, you didn't games. pick Brees Hall because his lack of games, but you picked Brock Purdy. I did. Undefeated. Started six games. He's averaging 19 points a game. In six games, 13 pass TDs, 1,300 yards, only three picks, and a rush t- TD. No fumbles lost. I'll be honest. It's a pretty impressive stat line for him. It's sickening. And like I like I said, there's, there's, there's nothing. There's nobody else that's really that's run away with it. The crazy thing is, is this guy's a number three quarterback, and unless we talked earlier, makes it to the Super Bowl, he won't even be a starter next year. He's going to be probably carrying a clipboard right. around. But they go zero and two, and Shannon Hannigan is going to have to answer to some people in that locker room. It's hard to argue with this guy right now. He, I, I saw through the end of all of the numbers, like he was the surprise guy of how many championship teams he was on. People yeah, that well, picked I mean, him up in think? like week 14, the dude just, they just decided, well, I'm just going to play this guy every week. He, no signs of slowing down, and he didn't. He just kept going, building, 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 building. Next thing you know, he's on like 23% of all the championship teams. And it's a, it's when you roll in, until week 14. It's when you roll into the, into the playoffs as the four seed, and you're like, well, I got Geno Smith, but, uh, you know, Purdy – We'll see what he can do. You know, I'm probably not going to win anyway against a one seed. And then Purdy does well. Like, oh, cool. Well, I guess I'll start him again. I considered for about half a second playing him in week 18 of the once and done over Mahomes. I didn't. I should have because Purdy beat him by eight points. And there's a dude, the dude that came in like fourth or fifth in the league, played him that week. He got 22 points. So that's my right, man. Well, Just because it's not a, a wonderful uh, selection here. And you know what? I changed my mind while you were talking. I, I had, I have my pick was originally going to be Ken Walker, but I so in my notes. Are you going to that now? I can't do listen. it. He'll always just be listen. Kenny to me. No, I'm not upset that you're changing. I'm upset that you called him Ken. 
Gotcha. Okay. Well, I don't know. Ken, Kenneth, Kenny. 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 Okay. Kenny Walker. There it is. <laughs> Done. He will forever be referred to on this show as <laughs> Kenny Walker. Um, but in my notes, I wrote, this felt like more of a best of the bunch pick rather than someone who really earned it. And it was his longevity. He was only an RB1 three times um, throughout the year. However, a guy you mentioned, Brees Hall was so much better. He, he only played in seven games. But let me give you some efficiency numbers. You ready? Go for it. I out love of the all, guy. Out of all running backs in the league, he was second in breakaway run rate. He was first in juke rate. He was first in yards per touch. He was number three in true yards per carry. He was number three in yards created per touch. This dude was so, so talented. And if my memory serves me right, he was an RB1 twice on the year in only seven games. And Kenneth Walker played most of the season, only an RB1 in three. So you know what? He only played in seven games. I don't care. Brees Hall gets my gets my award. Well, let me ask you this, if your memory serves you right. Who picked him as the number one running back coming out of college for this year? You did. Yeah. Thank and you, I had Ken, and I had Kenny Walker. Yeah, and it, it was very so, hit or miss either yeah. way. The, my, the funny thing with Seattle is you had Russ, you don't let him cook. Okay, it's all the run game. Now you have this guy running, and you decided you don't want to run him nearly as much. We're going to just throw all the time now with this retread. Not that he didn't have a great year, but it's it. Yeah. I don't understand the inner workings of Pete Carroll. No one does. Not even Pete it's Carroll. It's so weird. It's like you go out of your way to not use your best weapon. But both those boys, I, I really hate Brees Hall. I mean, I... I know next year probably won't be pretty. It's going to be a lot like these other backs. It's going to be another full season until he's really back to form. But, man, these Most guys likely. could be monsters for years. Sure. They they really could. Speaking of monster, my comeback player of the year, Christian McCaffrey. He only played three games two years ago. Only seven, I think it was, last year. He finished this year as the RB2 and was the sixth highest scoring player, even when you include QBs. In all of fantasy land, he was an RB1 11 times. He was a top four running back six times. The dude even got traded mid season across the country but and never skipped a beat. In, oh, yeah. In his second game with San Francisco, dude dropped like 40 points, was RB2 on the week. Yeah. The, it was something, one thing people don't, I didn't hear a lot of people mention when he got traded. He was beyond ecstatic to go there. That's where he went to freaking college. Right. Stanford. Yep. It's like moving back home. You know, Stanford, San Francisco, it's all there. You know, on he, a better team with a better offensive-minded coach. Oh, my God. They, yeah. It's so weird because he's getting the same stats, essentially, in an offense that's not just completely based around him as he was in Carolina where it was completely him. Because right. Shanahan's so smart. Now he's got all these people around him, Debo and Ayuk and Kittle, uh, that – he he's doing all this, but does has to do half the work. Same points, half the work. Good for him, right? And even when he needs a breather, you bring in Eli Mitchell. What the hell? <laughs> this dude, this team. How? When you really look at just on paper, how can they not win the Super Bowl? I know it's it's crazy. And you only talk. And the defense is just as good. Yes, absolutely. You got the deep. What's going to end up being the defensive player of the year? Right. It's it's just crazy. 
So mine, and I'm so glad you picked a guy that was injured because I don't like this com- comeback player of the year bull crap of like Geno Smith winning it because he played better or even Saquon because he played better. That's not a comeback. You just sucked and now you're playing better. That's not really a comeback. So I picked Mr. Uh, Derrick Henry. No, number four, ended up the number four uh, back. If he hadn't had 16 points total in weeks one and two as he was sort of getting his, you know, getting his mojo back, he might end up number two running back. He missed nine games last year with his foot surgery. So many people wrote him off because he's 29 years old, right? Which I think maybe makes this even more impressive because he did it at 29. Okay, fourth in points, 1,429 yards rushing, 13 TDs, and 32 recessions for 379 yards because they decided – about every fourth game, they'd use him smartly. And I know his overall metrics are down a little bit, but still. And he didn't play week 17 in the championship, which knocks him. But that wasn't his choice. He wasn't hurt. They just sat half their team because it was a meaningless game. Well, he had, he had a streak from week three until week 11, where all but two weeks he scored at least 23 fantasy points. Oh, very good. I'm looking him up now. Yes, he did, yeah. Oh, yeah, 22.5. Yeah. I'm I mean, not going to lie to you, Kevin. Yeah, he's got – oh, no, I'm just looking. He had two – just two crappy games, week 10, week 13. Every other game was pretty much high double digits. Yeah. Stud. We'll see. And we'll see. Look, if if anyone's going to keep this keep this train rolling, it's Derrick Henry. And you and I have said it. He might be doing this when he's 65. He, do, he breaks – he he breaks every rule. He's like the word phlegm. He it breaks oh. every rule. <laughs> rule breaker. I got you. They learn in I first grade. Breaks every rule. P H L E G M. Breaks every freaking rule. But it can phlegm. Here we are. It's all there. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh yeah. Who's your biggest <laughs> bust? Mine's you. Well, I I had to go with the obvious one, Mister Jonathan Taylor. Boy, did he put the screws to a lot of freaking people. The consensus 101 almost everywhere. I know there were some leagues that he wasn't, but most leagues he went number one. And I know it's partially because the Colts suck. But he was awful. He finished he up the RB 31. Yeah. 31. He had a huge great week. Great week one. He only broke 20 once more the entire freaking season. And that was against the Raiders. He, was, he, averaged, he only averaged 12 points a game. That was 19th because he did miss a few games. But if you I, – I, I did the numbers. If you take out those two weeks where he scored like 26, he averaged 9.29 every other game he played. 9.3 out of the number one overall pick. Awful. And then, of course, he gets hurt, put the screws to me. Oh, I was not happy. But yeah. the one thing I'll give him, young, a beast, they're going to retool some things there. And this is the guy who right now is the number one for the potential for the comeback player of the year next year. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, I agree with that wholeheartedly. So I'll ask you this real quick before you add anything else to it. Where does he go next year? First round, I think. Well, I agree with that, but we're talking 101 or we're talking 112? No. No, I think he'll probably go, you know, depending on – what that coaching staff looks like, what quarterback they get. I can't see him going past pick eight or nine. I was going to say, I was going to say like around seven. Okay. I, I read you. Yeah, I'll so, buy yeah. that. 
I, I could buy um, I could buy him slipping to eight or nine. He was an RB1 three times, and then there was another week where he was RB13. So, granted, he wasn't three horrible times. every week, but for where he got drafted, absolutely enormous bust. Where was the third? I'm just asking. Week one, he had 25.5. Week 10, he had 26.3, but his next highest all so, season was only 17. Yeah, so this is full point PPR, but it doesn't really um, – matter too much with him because it's not like he's catching a ton of, of footballs but right. week 12 he was rb12 in full point ppr oh you're uh, saying i got you're saying he was an rb1 i thought saying he was rb1 as in like the no, highest no no okay yeah, I, got you. I, 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 I just misunderstood sorry about that not a problem not a problem uh my biggest bust was alan robinson a player that you just absolutely completely forgot about by you know, halfway through the season, he, he was drafted as a wide receiver. A lot of folks drafted him to be their wide receiver too. He was worse than wide receiver forty in seven of his ten games, and was never once a wide receiver one. He was never a top twelve guy on any week that he played in. He was wide receiver sixty eight in points per game with less than seven points. Oh wow! And and here's the thing: he went overall fifty seven. But ended up 68th and just receivers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was wide receiver 21, went 57th overall. That's tough to do. Yeah, he was awful, but that Unreal. whole team, you called it, dude. I'll... You, you, you. you nailed it. You you said from the beginning, these guys are going to suck. I don't know if even you thought they'd be this bad. And the I injuries had a lot to do with it. They they lost to everybody on, on both sides of the ball. Um. But yeah, this that was that was some. It's just he's a guy. Yeah. Most rosters wouldn't have even had him on it by the end. By mid season, he was. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, sure. didn't he have like one good game. He was not what top wide receiver. He's not not, not even once one. was he a one. Gotcha. Correct. Um, and then last award for me, the Get Your Bell Rung Award for most shocking player on the year for me, my guy. So happy for him. So pumped. Geno Smith, quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. Yahoo had him preseason ranked as the 312th player <laughs> overall. He finished as QB6, only two points behind Trevor Lawrence. He was a QB1 nine times. He finished as a top 15 QB in all but three games. Um, in his two other seasons of starting at least 14 games, his QB rating was 67 and 78. This past year's QB rating was 101. His 30 passing touchdowns doubled his career numbers for the most part. And he did it. You know, Tyler Lockett was banged up at times. DK Metcalf was banged up at times. They lean on the run game, but he, he resurrected his career, and I'm, I'm happy for him. He did. It was, it was very surprising because there was talk over the summer that he might not even be the starter there. He was Drew Locke's backup for yes. most of the summer. And, then and now he's just, about to get paid, buddy. Yeah, oh, yeah. They don't, And I don't know how they can let him walk. Can't. I, I mean, well, no. they, P. Care can do anything, but uh, I don't. I can't imagine seeing him. Right. Letting. So, yeah, no, I'm with you. That was, that's a good one. But I went with another quarterback, a guy that you and I have dubbed at the beginning of the season maybe the worst starting quarterback in the entire league, Mister Justin Fields. A guy that I thought within about two more years wouldn't even be in the league anymore. That's how awful I predicted him to be, and I'm still not sure that he won't. But <laughs> as far as this season goes, after week five, written off, 
He had about 20 points total through five weeks. He looked like he did not belong on an NFL team. Then he goes laughing at He broke 43 points twice. Only guy in the league. It's shocking. Only guy in the league. He broke 28 weeks in a row. There's only one other quarterback in the league that did that. Can you name him? Say it again. He broke 20. Broke 20 points eight weeks in a row. Um, if it's not Hurts, I'd have to go Patrick Mahomes. It is Hurts. Ah, uh, there we go. Mahomes only did seven weeks in a row at one point. Ends up the quarterback five with missing two games. And he's also fifth in points per game. You could argue he has the, as in capital T-H-E, worst wide receiver core in the league. This guy was so good, he made Cole Komet a viable weekly option. He did. Well, he had no one else to throw to. Now, as far as real quarterbacks go, he had a 60% completion percentage, not great. 17 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, only 2,200 yards. In but we're talking games. about fantasy, not But we're talking football. about fantasy. Absolutely, 100%. This is a guy that some... drove people to the playoffs. He didn't do much there, but he drove people to the promised land. Okay, you know what we need to do? We need to look up where would he have finished as a running back. Well, it's funny you write that because right here on my page I wrote, he might be the best running back in the NFL. I'm not he, lying. It's he, right here on my screen. Might be was, the best running back in the NFL. He rushed for 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns. That's Those it's, are it's decent crazy, running back dude. numbers. Wait, I'll tell you. He's he's 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns. Tony Pollard had 1,000 yards and nine touchdowns. Well, he's got some receiving scores there, so that throws it off. Here we go. Ah, nope. He would be a top. He'd be an RB2 for sure. Oh, no doubt. I'm trying to find a player that his numbers are similar, um, but it's tough because these running backs have similar rushing stats, but better receiving stats. Um, Alvin Kamara, he had about – Well, he had to be him. We had about 1,400 total yards, but only four touchdowns. And Kamara was the RB – was it 18 or something? Yeah. 16, RB16. So Justin Fields will probably be somewhere around RB16. Awesome. It's great. It's, it's nuts. Right. And, but we've talked about this, okay? A lot of it came from those fluke 60-yard touchdowns. That's not – we can't count on that. Where does he go? Next year? Because you know we're not overbidding on him, but you know 75% of the leagues he's going to get overbid. He'll be a top seven QB for sure, I would think. So fifth round? Fourth round, yeah, uh, yeah, probably fourth. Once, fifth, about maybe just a little earlier than than Hertz went this past year. Yeah, once once the run on quarterbacks goes, somebody's going to grab him. You get a homer in there, he might go in the fourth. There were six times he was not a QB one. Justin Fields. Well, I agree. That's what I'm saying. I I wouldn't be still be surprised if in two or three years he's not even in the league. But as far as fantasy stretch, goes right? for this year. The dude was just unstoppable. I mean, I had a guy short, in our league, two nut in a 16 team league. He had him in Jackson. He got to the point he was starring him over L Jackson. They should have. You know, that's what I'm saying. That's how good he was. Yeah. And then in that eight to nine week span, he was unstoppable. All right, sir. Anything else for you? 
I'm good, brother. Looking forward to some good games this week. Enjoy them stress-free. Uh, thank you all for listening. Um, check us out Facebook and YouTube as well as Spotify. Uh, well, let's do this again in a week, my friend. Let's do it. Go Jags. Yeah.